Welcome to the St George's Leeds Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the talk. Our first reading today is taken from the book of Acts, chapter 11, from, nine, uh, from verse 19 to 30, and Acts, chapter 12, from verse 25 to chapter 13, verse 3. Now those who had been scattered by the persecution that broke out when Stephen was killed traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch spreading the word only among Jews. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. News of this reached the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw what the grace of God had done, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. During this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and through the spirit predicted that a severe famine would spread over the entire Roman world. This happened during the reign of Claudius. The disciples, as each was able, decided to provide help for the brothers and sisters living in Judea. This they did, sending their gifts to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. When Barnabas and Saul had finished their mission, they returned from Jerusalem, taking with them John, who also who was also called Mark. Now, when the church at Antioch, now in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers: Barnabas, Simeon, also called the Black, Lucius of Cyrene, Manan, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. When they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. Thank you very much, Gansey. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, My name is Lizzie Wolfe, and I'm the rector here at St. George's. And as we've already heard, today is our annual Vision Sunday, when we think about our vision as a church to preach Jesus, make disciples, serve the city, and send out leaders. Now, we've already heard today that St. George's is part of a fantastic team of three churches, St. George's, 
Holy Trinity Ball Lane, and St. Augustine's Rangthorne. Each of these three churches is very different. I think that's one of the team's strengths. We work together and support each other. We share three values, generosity, creativity, and partnership. But each church has a different context, and that means that each church has its own vision. So today, much as we love our wider team, we're just talking about St. George's Church. Our vision here at St. George's, what we believe God is calling us to do, is to preach Jesus, make disciples, serve the city, and send out leaders. As always on Vision Sunday, I want to say thank you. Thank you for being part of St. George's, part of our community, our story, and our vision. Whether you're here in person or online, whether you've been here for decades or you're very new, each one of you is significant and we're glad that you're here. God chooses to work through his people. He's been doing some great things amongst us. Last year, for example, we baptised 45 people. It's right to be thankful and joyful, and Vision Sunday gives us an opportunity to celebrate some of what God has been doing, even as we also want to pray for more. Today, we are looking at the early church in Antioch, which we can read about in the New Testament book of Acts. And we're asking, what might God be saying to us about each aspect of our vision? So, first of all, preach Jesus. There are three things that I think God might be highlighting to us about preaching Jesus. And the first one is that it's good news. When the Christians went north to Antioch to escape persecution, they told people the good news about Jesus. Sometimes it doesn't feel like there's a lot of good news about, but we have some. There is a God who loves us. There is a God who rescues us. There is a God who brings purpose and meaning and hope. His name is Jesus. This good news about Jesus was at the heart of the church planted in Antioch, and it's also at the heart of St. George's. It's the good news about Jesus that unites us, and it's the good news about Jesus that we offer to those around us. That might mean praying for opportunities for deeper conversations with friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors. It might mean inviting people to church or Alpha or to different events. Our Christmas services and events were attended by about 4,000 people in person, with more online. A huge part of that was because of your invitations. The second thing is that this good news is for every place. Did you notice in our Bible passage 
the Christians didn't feel an exciting sense of call to Antioch. They went to Antioch to escape persecution, but they still told people the good news about Jesus. It's great when we do have a clear sense of God calling us somewhere. But I wonder if some of us might relate to these church planters in Antioch. Some of our church family, particularly our Farsi speakers, have come to Leeds to escape persecution in their home country. You are welcome here. We want to honor your faith and the way that you continue to share Jesus wherever you find yourselves. Others of us might find ourselves in a job that perhaps we wouldn't really choose or on a course that doesn't feel like a good fit or living with people that we find difficult. We don't need to wait until we're in the right place, whatever that is. The story of the church in Antioch encourages us to preach Jesus in every place we find ourselves. The third thing about preaching Jesus is that this good news is for everyone. One of the issues that the very early Christians wrestled with was whether you had to be a Jew in order to be a Christian. Jesus was a Jew and the first Christians were all Jews. But then non-Jews started coming to faith as well and being filled with the Holy Spirit. The church in Antioch contained both Jews and Greeks, which means non-Jews. So Barnabas was sent to investigate. Barnabas was full of the Holy Spirit and faith. When he saw this new church plant with people from different nationalities and backgrounds coming to faith in Jesus, he gladly recognized it as the work of God. One of the things that I love most about St. George's is a similar sense of diversity. At our confirmation service in November, the people giving testimonies were from Iran, India, China, and the UK. As a church family, we're different ages, different ethnicities, different backgrounds. We have different skills and passions. We have different opinions. But as a church, we're learning to live well with difference because we are Christian brothers and sisters. And we're called to share the good news of Jesus with everyone around us, whoever they are. So that's Preach Jesus. We have good news about Jesus to share everywhere with everyone. Secondly, let's think about making disciples. When Barnabas arrived in Antioch, he encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. The Christian faith is not just about intellectual truth, something that we might know in our heads. We're called to follow Jesus wholeheartedly. We're called to be true to him in every aspect of our lives. 
Now, living as wholehearted disciples and remaining true to Jesus is not always easy. I know that some of us are facing really difficult situations. In Antioch, the disciples were taught for a year by Barnabas and Saul. And then we're introduced to a wider team of prophets and teachers, again with a focus on diversity. The team includes Simeon, called Nija, which means black. His nickname almost certainly means that he's from sub-Saharan Africa with black skin. And there's Lucius of Cyrene. Cyrene is in modern-day Libya in northern Africa, so he would have had olive skin. Now, at St. George's, one of the main ways we support and encourage each other to be wholehearted disciples, remaining true to the Lord, is through our small groups. We have 22 adult small groups, plus extra time and Farsi group. And I want to say a huge thank you to all our small group leaders. These groups read the Bible together, get to know each other well, and pray for each other. If you'd like to join one, please chat to Hannah, our planting curate, or you can get in touch via the office. We also have fantastic groups for children, young people, and students, again focused on wholehearted discipleship. 51 wonderful people serve in these ministries. Thank you so much to each one of you. But even with such big teams, we still have some gaps, especially on our youth team. Our teams are at their best when they are diverse and multi-generational, just like in Antioch. So if you're passionate about helping our children, young people or students to connect with Jesus, we would love you to consider joining the team, whatever age or background you are. As I've been preparing for Vision Sunday, one of the things that I sense the Lord saying to us as a church is, less is more. Church life can become very busy. Less is more means making sure that we're not putting on events just because we can or just because we always have. Less is more means investing in the events, groups, and serving that we're called to do, and then leaving some space for the deep work of discipleship. When we have some space, it's easier to recognize and process our own emotions, it's easier to notice what Jesus is doing, both in us and through us. It's easier to respond to his nudges, and it's easier to serve him joyfully. <clears throat> Please notice the phrase is not nothing is more. God is still calling us to do things. But as I've tested this out with others, less is more does feel like it might be a word for this particular season at St. George's to help us all to grow as wholehearted disciples. Thirdly, serve the city. Faith in Jesus always leads to some sort of action or service. In Antioch, we see this when the prophet Agabus tells them there'll be a severe famine in their region. 
The church doesn't focus on its own needs. It looks outwards, deciding to provide help for the believers living in Judea. At St. George's, we believe that God has asked us to focus on serving our city of Leeds, though we do look beyond that too, for example, with our overseas mission partners. We serve our city in lots and lots of different ways. Many of you do it at work in a whole variety of roles that bless our city. St. George's supports four local mission partners. St. George's Crypt, which is the homeless shelter beneath our feet, established by the church 93 years ago. Lighthouse, Kids Club, and Leeds Faith in Schools that we prayed for earlier. Our monthly prayer and worship gatherings take place on the last Tuesday of each month, both on-site and online. We believe that God hears our prayers and they make a difference. So this is a really great way to serve our city. We'd love you to join us whenever you can, and especially, of course, this Tuesday for our special vision, worship, and prayer night. Another way to serve the city is by joining a team here at St. George's. If our ministry is going to be financially sustainable for the long term, we can't keep adding staff posts. So we need congregation members to serve in a wide range of roles. Let me give you some examples. We would love a few more people to work with Anne, our wonderful Farsi group leader, to support our Farsi brothers and sisters in pastoral and practical ways. For example, accompanying people to appointments. We could really do with some more people on our buildings team. If you're good at DIY, you could help practically. If you're good at organizing, you could help to manage some of our contractors or projects. At our 1830 service, we need more stewards and more hospitality team. At this service at 1030, we need some more prayer ministry team and some PA operators. Now, in Antioch, their service was guided by prophecy, and we're also told that the disciples helped as each one was able. These are great principles. Pray and ask God, how can I serve? And then serve as you are able to in this particular season of your life. So we've looked at preach Jesus, make disciples, serve the city. Lastly, send out leaders. In Antioch, while they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. St. George's is a resource church for the Diocese of Leeds. That means that we are committed to giving away resources strategically to bless our city, including church planting. Some of you will know their history. In 2018, we sent a team of 48 people to St. Paul's Island Wood. That church was facing closure, but it's now a dynamic worshiping community reaching out with the good news about Jesus. Two years later, in 2020, we partnered with St. Augustine's Rangthorn to plant church at Hyde Park Corner for unchurched students. 
Most Sundays in term time, they now have about 30 students with no other connection to church coming to eat lunch and to chat about life and faith. Then in 2021, we planted Holy Trinity Borlane, midweek church for city centre workers, which is now being led into a new chapter by Josh Lees. In 2022, we sent a team of 19 people to St. Peter's Bramley to join with the existing congregation of about 25. And it was great to hear from a couple of the planting team there on our video. That church has already grown to about 100 people and there's significant missional engagement with the local community and schools. We expect that our next church plant will be in 2025 in East Leeds, led by Hannah Jones, our planting curate. Now, church planting is very exciting. We need to acknowledge that it's costly. We miss the people that we send out. But it's also hugely strategic. It's a highly effective way to preach Jesus, make disciples, and serve our city, especially enabling us to share the good news of Jesus in places and with people we wouldn't otherwise reach. Now, of course, church planting isn't the only way to send out leaders. Often, our students, interns, and young adults are with us for a few years before work or other circumstances take them elsewhere. We try to invest in them while they're here, providing lots of opportunities to serve and to grow as wholehearted disciples. And then we send them out with our blessing to continue kingdom work wherever they go. So this morning, we've been looking at what God might be saying to us as a church about our vision to preach Jesus, make disciples, serve the city, and send out leaders. But I also want to take a moment to invite you to ask God what he's saying to you personally. Because to see this vision become reality, we need everyone to join in. There are lots of ways to get involved. I think of it in three big categories. Pray, serve, and give. You might want to commit to continuing to serve in a particular area. Or it might be a good moment to review or to start something new. As you know, vision costs money. And we're so grateful to God for consistently providing for our needs. We're working on increasing the income from hiring out our buildings, but the majority of our funding comes directly from you, our congregation. Thank you so much for your faith-filled generosity. Unsurprisingly, the cost of living crisis has impacted our costs as a church. This year, we've got a funding gap of £113,000 if we're going to do everything that God is asking us to do. So we'd particularly like to ask you to pray about whether you could contribute financially. No gift is too small and no gift is too big. Now, if you're married, you are obviously going to need to discuss this with your partner. If you are single, I would suggest that you find a trusted friend to talk it through with. 
And then next week, on Gift Sunday, we'll have response cards to fill in with the three areas, pray, serve, and give. And there'll also be an email address for those who are watching online or for anyone who needs a bit more time to think these things through. Our vision here at St. George's is to preach Jesus, make disciples, serve the city, and send out leaders. Thank you for your part in that. Thank you for listening to the St. George's Lead Sermon Podcast. For more talks or information, visit stgs.org.uk.